0: Man, it is truly brutal looking at the polls uh, about Biden and even people who voted for this guy are figuring it out. I just think God is peeling back the layers of lies. And man, Mitch McConnell, oh, he's coming to save us. He's going to come and rescue us, don't you know? Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I'm pretty jazzed. I had a lot of fun last year giving a speech up in uh, the north part of North Idaho, and I'm doing it again coming up in March. And if we can get the tech worked out, we're going to do a live stream. I would love people to be able to see what it's like in free America, uh, particularly in in this part of free America. I've never been around more open carry people. There were uh, like three waiters who were open carrying (laughs) the last event. And there was a lady who had uh, she was open carrying uh, this big combat knife. I remember I asked her, ma'am, may I ask about your knife? And she said, yes, sir. I said, do you know how to use that? She turned and looked at me, gave me just the most confident look. Young lady, by the way, I think probably maybe not even yet 20 years old. And she looked me in the eye. She said, I know how to use it well enough, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I just love living in free America. In fact, most of the time I do. And they were also just a fun crowd. The lieutenant governor was there. She's a blast. And um, there's a the guy running against the rhino Brad Miller in, uh, in Idaho. I'm, and I'm scheduled to meet with him and see what I think of him. But I loved the Lieutenant governor. She was a blast. So anyway, I'll get you the link to that. If you're going to be in the area and we are going to try to live stream it and deliver that because I don't get to go out and speak enough. Cause I'm not, I'm not allowed to travel. I'm well, I'm, I'm allowed to tra- travel. I'm just not allowed to fly. So it's difficult for me to get around the country because I will not wear the woke mask Um, I'm looking and looking at the polls for the for the figurehead and people are figuring this out. And what's so remarkable about the, the fact that they're figuring this out is it's around the media blockade. So while we look for miracles and we look for God to intervene on our behalf and we're looking for answers to prayer, I don't know about you, but our church and look, this our church is not an ideological church. Just to be clear, um, I think everybody there is you know ninety nine percent conservative. Um, it's a Bible believing church, disciple making church, but it's not a political church, and it's it's biblical. So if there are policies that that run afoul of the Bible, we talk about that and 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 take action. But I'll tell you, uh, watching now, people who didn't vote for Biden begin to wake to this um, I'm thinking of the prayer groups I'm in and a lot of us have prayed in our small groups that the lies would be revealed and that people would see <laughs> the polls right now only a third of Americans give the figurehead positive ratings his approval ratings are, are, are on underwater they're at minus 30. If you look at how they calculate this with um, positives and negatives and minus 30. A friend of mine sent me a note uh, that that the people who surround Biden had said, well, this latest poll, like all the others, is an outlier. (laughs) If all the polls are saying the same thing, I have news for you. They're not outliers. And what people are figuring out, I think, is that this man is utterly empty. And everything he said, everything this man said during the campaign was a lie. Everything. And I think they're seeing that. There's been a 14-point shift in party preference during the 2021 gives the uh, the hapless, scared, cowardly GOP Um, It's a 47-42 lead in voter identification at the end of 2021. So Mitch McConnell can bravely ride in and engage in battle and come in strong for uh, a slightly lower uh, attack range. American people. Uh, I believe it's just uh, a slight a bit of government overreach here. Uh, we all respect uh, 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 Doc Fauci. Uh, we all respect uh, wearing a uh, woke mask. Uh, and and uh, uh, goodness knows, I respect uh, Big Pharma, giving me a lot of money. So we can have, man, Mitch. Oh, sorry, did I? Was, <laughs> someone just said in my head, boss kill. Yeah. No, I, I plead guilty to that. That's, that's a total buzzkill moment, no doubt. It's also reality. It's, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes the job of a, I just about said radio host, but I ain't one, podcaster is to put on the table the blatantly bad news. That's some of it. Now, the good news is that the Lord has peeled back what we have in our Republican Party. With the exception of a few star players, some of whom may well need Jesus and and, and know they need Jesus. I mean, everybody needs Jesus. Let me rephrase that. Everybody needs Jesus. Some of these people are, in fact, Jesus needers. And they know that. And that's one of the things that will drive their humility. But with the exception of a, a few small players, we don't have anyone stepping up to take on the party. In in the wash of lies and the cover-ups we've talked about in the last program, we went through the cover-ups around the COVID. Who's going to take that on? We have the FBI. It's come to, it's come to everybody's attention that it, it wasn't actually the FBI that stopped the hostage situation in Texas. It was, you know, the hostages, specifically the rabbi, apparently, who decided that, you know what, this is getting real scary. This guy isn't getting anything he wants. The rabbi decided to throw a chair at the guy and to get out. So, in fact, as we're learning about this, the FBI, the actual cops there, were not allowed to go do any rescue. It was the hostages who rescued themselves from a jihadist who somehow was allowed into the country, then apparently was able to go out and purchase himself a gun. Do we see Republicans leaping to television cameras to go say, what's exactly going on at the FBI? How is it that we have this in San Bernardino and in the, and, and the Boston bombers and the shooter at the uh, the uh, the military base? Where military members were not allowed to defend themselves with firearms because you can't have soldiers going around carrying firearms. How many cases like this do we need? To have the Republicans send someone out to actually go say, what is going on? Now, this is a mixed bag that I'm offering, but in this is great news. The, the the recipes right here in the midst of all this, vote like you pray. What are you praying for? The lies to be revealed. Who in the Republican Party is going to reveal the lies? Rand Paul. And, I, and And I don't know that Rand Paul knows the Lord. I know Rand Paul is revealing the lies and I know God is able to use a lot of people like he's using me, the clay plot. According to a lot of the emails we're getting, God is, is working through me. As people come to the Lord. Who else? If we vote like we pray, what are we voting for? People who will reinstall some just common Morality. And rein in actual murderous criminal activity. That's that's some of the things we're voting for. An end to the industrialized taking of babies' lives and an end to teaching racism, to teaching kids to, to hate their neighbors. You know, you think about this, and, and this, this is something that Biden said some time ago, and talking about George Floyd, and he's talking about um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And when you first hear this, I should say the reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know how they drop that? You notice that it's through history, he's just become Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. When he in fact a reverend, the reverend, the very reverend. Uh, do you say that still, the very reverend? This is something that Biden said, and you hear it, and it's utterly shocking, and it should be, but, he says, ellipses. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's Mm -hmm. death did. Why is that? So he says this, and it's shocking, because you think of MLK, an imperfect man. I well, mean, let's be honest, he was an imperfect man. He was also a very brave man. He, he knew he was going to get offed, right? You remember that? He, he knew he was going to get killed. His people told him, Martin, you're going to get killed. And he went anyway, that's bravery. That's, that's acting in the, um, in the presence of fear. So you take this guy who led nonviolent marches for the actual moral fact that black people deserve to have the same exact rights as all other citizens inarguably true creations of God. Like, like we all are God made all the colors and his death. Yeah. It had a huge impact, but, but globally, well, why is that? Because the party, because they marketed a guy, who was also a flawed human being, deeply flawed uh, and, and, and maybe a little bit repentant. In some of his sober moments, George Floyd said some things about, hey, don't don't take my path. Don't don't do what I've done. Don't live the life I've led and then continued to leave that life. But he was flawed enough that he took a loaded gun and held it to the belly of a pregnant woman while assaulting her. So the party merchandised George Floyd now into someone about whom there are murals or, or there are murals of around the United States of America and around the world. Because it didn't matter. George Floyd didn't matter a whit to them. Not a whit. They don't care about George Floyd. They don't care about the Floyd family. They don't care about the two black women who were nearly raped by Jacob Blake according to the two black women they don't care about the black little kid in the car whom with whom Jacob Blake was trying to leave they don't care about that they don't care about black black lives we know this this is a cliche it's it's so common it's a cliche who is the um republican leader willing to tell that truth wh- wh- where's the truth teller to say um you have made young black men the top killer of young black men You've turned black families apart with your policies and furthermore, with the stripping of God from the the public consciousness. You've taken a people who have been very religious, like you're taking, you're trying to take it out of the out of Hispanic people, respect and reverence for God. You did this within the black families. You should be ashamed. Look what you've structured. Where are the Republican leaders willing to go name by name through the black leaders of black cities within black communities and say, you wonder why things are a mess? Hey, let me introduce you to these guys. Ray Nagin. Take a Ray Nagin. New Orleans. Who's the who are the the Republicans willing to do that? Well, now we have a Republican uh, statewide office holder in Virginia, lieutenant governor. She's black. Maybe she'll do it because it's got to be a black person. Because Republicans are afraid of race issues all around, and you speak of Dr. Martin Luther King, my daughter, I told her I was thinking of doing this, and she said, "Whoa, oh, you're going to be hated." Um, I told her I was going to do it anyway, and my daughter has never said to me about the podcast, "Oh, Dad, no, 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 you're going to be hated." I want to take an update. I want to offer an updated. I have a dream speech. Now I'm look, you've heard me do personal notes. You know, I get a little weepy. I get a little weepy when I watch Dr. Martin Luther King speak. When I read him, particularly when I know how it ends. And I hear him say, I I may not see the mountaintop with you. He's saying, someone's going to off me. I know this. And I get a little bit weepy. But I also come from, well, I don't come from, but I lived for many, many years in an occupied country, Seattle, which is a fallen city, utterly fallen. My friend, former colleague, Jason Rance, came upon a piece of audio this young man got to do this at a school event. There's a link to it in the podcast notes. You can read about it, Jason's story. Jason's a newsbreaking machine. This guy, this young man got to give this speech to, to school kids. It's a video. It's, it's, he refers to it as poetry. And it's easy to listen to this and get super angry at this young man. And I would ask us to listen to him as we pray. How do we pray? Father, forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us or trespass against us. How do we pray for the lost? It's easy to listen to this and become really, really angry at him. I'm, I'm angry at the people who surround him. This is this young man's speech. I, I think if there's curse words, I think I got them all out. If I didn't, I apologize in advance.
1: I'm a founding member of the BSU and I'm presenting to you all a poem that I've written. The poem is called Message to the Flag." America, the land of political conglomerates fighting to assert their dominance amongst the populace. We're in the struggle to find a state of opulence, but I'm convinced nothing will change as long as there are people fighting for Confederate monuments, as long as there are people out there continuing to capitalize on Black lives, as long as there are people who really believe that our votes aren't denied, as long as the country treats us like it don't want us but stop us from leaving. Let me slow down, y'all. Let me start with our flag. Does anyone know what the colors mean? Red symbolizes the blood that we shed, the blood of our ancestors, the blood of our grandfathers, the blood of our parents, the blood of our children, the blood we shed building a country that sees us as less than human, the blood we shed for a country that can't tell the difference between a Davion and a Michael, the blood for a system that puts us behind bars for profit. White. It stands for the purity of our culture that is stripped of us and disrespected as a TikTok trend, the purity of little black boys and girls who are victim to a one-way ticket to prison, the purity of our minds who and who we are as a people being broken down and walked on like a concrete sidewalk. Blue, the symbol of justice, the heroes, defenders of what's right and wrong during the day and night, but struggle to refrain from taking innocent life The judge, jury, and executioner in every trial is a biased ruin. You're guilty and sentenced for life committing the worst crime of black heritage. They choke you up and beat you down, thinking if they can't wipe the color from your skin, they'll watch it go out in your eyes. And just like that, you're another black body disenfranchised by the system that claims to see everyone as equal in its eyes.
0: So this North Thurston High School that played that... And again, it's super easy to be angry with a young man. I always step back and look at this prayerfully and and, and know that he believes these things. And that he feels those things. And those emotions are very, very real for him. And the high school decided to share that as truth. Now, I'm not presenting him as the new Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. But can you imagine the updated speech Who's the Republican willing to take on the fact that the Democrats, in fact, it's not just the Democrats, it's the party, is manufacturing a race war. They are, let me say it again, very clearly, they're manufacturing a race war because they want to topple the country. And it so happens that it fits in very neatly With how Satan would like us to view one another. It stands as yet again another inverse. To the Christian faith of love thy neighbor. Who is the brave Republican who will take on the Goliath of the party and stand up to this? Does it have to be a black Republican? Now you see a godly person can call this out. A flawed human being. I'm so utterly, deeply flawed. Man, sometimes I marvel at my flaws. (laughs) I should paint a mural to my own flaws. And I marvel at the grace. And I think of an updated speech by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. for this era. If in fact he was infected with the thinking of this era. And I think of Biden's poll numbers, and I think of a a GOP that actually had a grounding in God, and I think about voting, and I think about the low poll numbers, and I just worry that we're going to go out and get right up on this beautiful ship that's sailing through the oceans, unsinkable. Until it hits an iceberg called the Color Revolution, and the GOP goes about rearranging the deck chairs... And the band plays. That's why we have got to vote like we pray. I'll show you what I mean by an updated MLK Jr. speech. My good friend, Zach Abraham, is the chief investment officer at Bulwark Capital Management. You know him now from the program. You know he's the host of Know Your Risk Radio. You know people have asked him many, many, many questions about finances, and he's deeply concerned about inflation. Zach is, and he's he's concerned that that interest rates are gonna rise. And he's concerned that when that happens, bonds get crushed. And I'm paraphrasing Zach there. This and he's been consistent, guys. It's it's like six years now that he's been warning people that this old 6040 mix with bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio, it might be leading you to take a very serious risk with your inflation or with your retirement. So what he's done is with this company, Bulwark Capital Management, they use a bond replacement strategy. Bulwark will teach you about it. Okay, you can you can get this free booklet called Common Sense Investing. Read it, and if it makes perfect sense to you and you're an active trader in your own, by all means, move forward. Now, if it's something that you want Zach to handle for you, then get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management. And their goal, by the way, is to protect your portfolio against lost while still seeking to grow your assets. It's, it's a perfect goal for our time, the way I see it. So just call Zach, get your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial, LLC, and SEC-registered investment advisor. Here's the part my daughter said, dad, don't do it. I'm just thinking of, of the tragedy of the Martin Luther King vision for America. And where the party has taken it. And again, just because people, will, I do get emails. I recognize the flaws in, in the Reverend King. Like I recognize mine and yours. But I'm thinking of this speech. <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King might start with a joke. He might say, I have a dream. That one day a senile old white man. Will determine that if, if you don't vote for him, then you ain't Black. He might continue with jokes. I have a dream that one day a deeply corrupt, dishonest, old white woman, wife of a dishonest, likely rapist politician will go into a black church and mimic what she thinks black people talk like by saying, I don't feel no way, turned." But the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, were he conned into being a creature of this time i have a dream that one day young black children will be taught that their white neighbors are the devil and that by virtue of being white in your dna you are rotten to the core and the only redemption is for you to get on your knees and admit that whiteness is a sin get on your knees to the party, not to God, but to the party and pledge your allegiance to the flag of black lives matter incorporated to give it money to run that flag outside your business and cause your employees to salute it. I have a dream that one day young black men will be the number one leading cause of death of young black men so that we can blame it on whitey. I have a dream I have a dream that one day the industrialized killing of black babies will have reduced the black population in the United States of America by 15%. I have a dream. I have a dream that God will be stricken from the public square. I have a dream that black people will be conned into becoming supplicants of the state. Useful for voting. Being told that white officers seek To kill and do kill 30,000 unarmed black young men every year. I have a dream. I have a nightmare. Now, I'm certainly not qualified to say where the reverend is today. It's my belief he's with the Lord, mindful of the flaws we all have. But how is it that with two parties, none can call this out. How is that? See, we are not to put our trust in princes. You know who called that out? You know who's going to call that out? When people die and they go before the throne of judgment and and they're there and the Lord says, hey, when you told kids to hate your neighbor, how'd you think I was going to treat that today? Oh, no, no, no. That's critical racism. No, no, no. I know your heart. Well, I know you. In Psalm one hundred forty six three through five, it says, Do not put trust in princes in human beings who cannot save, with their spirits depart, they return to the ground. On that very day their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those who help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord their God. Old Testament. Don't put your trust in princes. One of the things I so enjoy about the, the movie or the, uh, the TV show, The Chosen, is how much effort they put into showing that Jesus didn't care about going to see the powerful people. He, he wasn't seeking audiences with them. See, as the exiled elect, we are the powerful people. As the exiled elect, if we vote like we pray, we are ultimately the powerful people. So how do we vote like we pray? What are we praying for? I'm asking you. What are you praying for? You're praying for an end to COVID? Well, COVID's over. Only the Fauci's and the party won't let COVID end. And and people who continue to take the knee to the party, won't let COVID end. Are you praying for the lies to be revealed? They are. Are you praying for a friend who has COVID to recover? I join you in that. That would be a lot easier if they weren't stealing early treatment to make it all look worse. Are you praying for leaders who will take that on? See, a GOP victory in the midterms well that's wonderful isn't that neat that's so very neat i'm just so excited but what will they do you see in the new testament jesus was looking for us no no think about this think about this <laughs> you had he had the opportunity to go be a deal maker with the followership that he'd built up and the miracles he'd performed, oh man, he had the opportunity to go to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and say, "Hey, look, I got a bunch of followers. I can do a bunch of miracles. Let's 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 power split you and I. Maybe I should take my uh, my affairs to Rome. Maybe Caesar will hear me." Now he was looking at Zacharias in the tree. He was looking at a tax collector in a tree because he was too short this is from luke 19 1 through 10 this was my daughter's favorite story in her kid's bible because she related to zacharias jesus entered jericho and was passing through a man was there by the name of um, uh, was it zacchaeus did i say zacharias zacchaeus he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy he wanted to see jesus but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him. And Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said, "Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today." So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, "He's gone to the. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner." But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, "Lord, look, Lord." Um, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today's salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. He was looking for us. Jesus looked at us and looks at us. In the exact opposite way the party looks at us. They see food. They see minions. They see supplicants. Christ sees beauty. Broken beauty. He sees brothers and sisters to adopt into his father's family. That's how he sees us. As I Perceive this. And so what's it mean to vote prayerfully? Because, man, there's issues. And a functioning Republican Party would be all over these issues. But 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 then they'd have to call out the party. So let's talk about some of that. Hey, our email list. Here's what it really is. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. We have one of our platform providers provides our email platform. And it's maybe not the email platform we're going to stick with anyway. But when we started, we started quicker than I thought we were going to start the podcast. I thought we were going to start it three months from when we did. So we got started very quickly. Julie and Dave have done a just brilliant, brilliant knockout job getting this thing rolling so quickly. And our email provider took umbrage with one of the links I provided. They don't like the tone of it. It apparently violated their community standards. Now, because Julie is ahead of herself and knows what she's doing, we have your email addresses and they're stored in a secure location. And we're going to continue to use this platform provider while we seek another. And we'll find one that's non-ideological and we'll start sending out emails again. Now that's easy, but what happens when we get banned from a podcasting platform, right? If you get the show right now today and you enjoy the show... If you came in and the show's gone, they're not going to tell you they banned it. They're just going to disappear it. So please go to the ToddHermanShow.com and be pump, become part of that communication channel. That way we can give you updates. If we get a warning, for instance, they're going to get removed from a platform. But Spotify's standing by Joe Rogan and they've made a huge financial investment in him. So they probably should stand by him. So what does it mean to vote in a godly way in the way that we pray? Well, just think of the things you pray for and then vote for politicians who back those things. Starting with, do they recognize who Jesus Christ is? For me, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm going to ask every politician. Now they know this. Like this guy wants to be governor of Idaho. First question. um, Hey, heads up, guy who wants to be governor of Idaho. First question I'm going to have for you is describe Jesus Christ. And she's right there. And then I'm going to ask you a follow-up question about your personal relationship to Jesus Christ that will depend on how you answer the first. Then I'm going to ask you questions like this. Do you think there's any laws in America that run as an obvious and deep offensive affront to God Almighty? Do you think there's any laws we've passed that might have caused God to turn his back on us? Can you think of any? Can you think of anything that's become legalized? Can you think of any people who are enacting evil right now? Can you go through, let's talk about Congress. You want to be in Congress? Fantastic. Who in Congress is enacting evil? I didn't say misled. I didn't say opposing America. I said engaged in evil because I can name a whole bunch of them are engaged in evil. Hey, is the FBI leadership, are they honest people? Are they telling the truth to the American people? Can we trust the leadership of the FBI? Let me ask you a question. Is the FDA, are they lying to people? Are they a pharmaceutical company or regulatory? board because you know they tried to help pfizer hide their studies for 75 years is that their role is tony fauci an honest man do you think he's conned america how many deaths for up do you blame tony fauci for given that he suppressed non-controversial treatments that he decided to make controversial by the way do you think tony fauci's role in the united states government making almost half a million dollars a year is to shut down the discussion of scientists who question his point of view See, it's questions like this. You want truth tellers, demand truth tellers. You want people who recognize that there's laws in this country that are an obvious and clear front to Jesus Christ and to the Lord, then vote that way. Then make them say these things. Seek candidates like this. And guess what? We're not going to find the perfect one. There isn't one. There is no perfect human being. We're not going to find them. They don't exist. But we can get as close to it as possible if we determine that we're going to vote this way. And yes, there's plenty of issues that stand for GOP gain. Here's one, and this is the the guy, uh, what's his name? Brent Bozell. You know, I met him once. I was really disappointed. I really wanted to talk to him, but I think I approached him the wrong way. <laughs> I think it was my fault. I was at this event and he was talking to someone and I had to leave. I said, oh man, that's Brent Bozell. i don't talk to Brent Bozell. And so I think I kind of interjected myself and he was with David Bossy. So they were, they're, you know, very important men in the GOP. And and I kind of said, you know, I'm so sorry, gentlemen, I have to leave Brent. I've admired your work for years, David, you too. And they're like, oh, son, you're wearing jeans, move on. I think that was it. I think I had the jeans and the, and the sport coat. And then that didn't become hip until a few years later in DC. And in any case you do great work. This is from the MRC, uh, MRC TV. Media Research Center, Newsbusters, they put together a little montage of the figurehead talking about the supply chain issues. Yeah, you can run against this, so let's do it in a biblical way. Uh, so just a question on the timing uh, on the supply chain issues, yeah. um, actions that the president has taken. It, it was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that, that the supply chains across the world have been disrupted even as, as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded, people, it was, it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is it- The tragedy of the treadmill that's delayed. Right, the, tra- right, the problem. But, 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 but serious, the serious point is, why didn't the president act sooner in a more aggressive way. It's a site that greets many going for their weekly grocery shop, empty store shelves. Just random things, things I wouldn't think of. There was no potatoes, not a lot of meat. With the holidays over, many told me they thought things might look a little better, but still empty shelves persist. I checked out Publix, which was nearly depleted of toilet paper and salad mixes, while over at Kroger, certain vegetables and kids' juice were mainly out of stock. Earlier this fall, We heard a lot of dire warnings about supply chain problems leading to a crisis around the holidays. So we acted. A lot of recommendations from the people that you see on the screen here. I wish we were all able to do this in person. We brought together business and labor leaders to solve problems. And much, uh, you know, the much predicted uh, crisis didn't occur. Photos show empty shelves at two different Fred Meyer stores in Oregon this weekend. Can't find one thing, normally go to a generic or, or and, and they're just not there either. Um which makes me even more upset.
1: But it's not just those empty shelves
0: some are noticing. It's the prices. Yeah, they have the price set one up on everything. But it's about what happens to ordinary people. Conversations around those kitchen tables that are both profound and they are ordinary. How do I cross a bridge in a snowstorm? What happened? No, I'm got think about it. You know, you're in a situation, what happens? The bridge collapses and there's a fire on the other side. How do you run against this? How do you not? There are trains in Los Angeles that have to park overnight being stripped bare of supplies. There are companies who don't want to run their trains through Los Angeles, California anymore because they can't keep stuff in them. There are organized robbery gangs going through the cities and everybody knew it was coming. Where was the brave stalwart GOP on this? Where is Mitch McConnell to call out the fact that so-called mayors like Mayor Jenny in Seattle, de Blasio in New York... Wheeler in Portland, and the clown's name in in Los Angeles, sorry, the mayor's name, I can't remember. To call out the fact that the cities have been turned over to robbers and robbing gangs and cartels. Where is it? How many of you saw the shipping crisis coming? And were called conspiracy theorists for saying there was going to be a supply chain issue. I was. Facebook took down one of my posts. I I was forced to take it down if I wanted to keep my account. Because I pointed to the backlog of ships and said this is going to lead to a supply chain issue. And they put up the context warning. This lacks context. And then eventually said you have to take the post down. Why, Why didn't we have Mitch out saying this? Or Kevin, Kevin, you represent California, part of California. Who did? Ron DeSantis. To keep food from people? To keep heating supplies from people? To ignore it while it's going on? Is this what we pray for? No, we pray for leaders who understand they are the creation of the ultimate king. And that Los Angeles is a city that as servants there to steward wisely. Not to thieves. If we vote like we pray that's how we win. We win time for America. And by winning time for America we win time to to save souls vote like we pray thank you so much for all the work you've done sharing the show with friends and we have a whole bunch of emails from people who volunteered to be leaders in various states now we have to put together the process of getting back to you and putting together some regional meetings where people will lead in certain states to help us grow the show. But specifically one part of this, I'm really interested in engaging with churches. And this isn't something I I, see. I need to work really hard on this to make sure that we separate making money from being involved with churches. I just I can't I can't see my way through to how you make money talking to churches for me. Other people do, and that's fine. And churches pay people to do that. And that's, that's well and good. Um, but we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be asking people on these teams to help us engage in local basis to help grow the show, so, you know, just, just from the ground up from people, you know, so we'll work on regional events and stories and, and, and that's so you can get that. If you're still interested in doing that, get to the Todd Herman show.com. Although I think we've got coverage in 50 States now, now, now we have to do the work of getting back to people. We're talking a lot about people at the top. And I'm always drawn to this story that my, my, a guy I consider to be my godfather told me about being at the top. And man, he was at the top. Everybody knew him. Everybody in his profession knew his name. And before I get to this story, I often, when I think about people at the top, I often think of this, this Tom Petty song. And I don't think we've played a Tom Petty song yet in music reviews. (laughs) Tom Petty was the weirdest guy. Because if you think of some of his most iconic songs, like, you know, the song, The Waiting. When I listen to that to this day, I am inspired and drawn into the drama. And I think of the beauty of the song. And I, I can listen to it again and again. And have you ever read the lyrics to to the song? I mean, honestly, the guy, he, he was a genius at putting together these songs that seem so utterly meaningful. But you just the, the, listen to the beginning. Oh, baby, don't it feel like heaven right now? Don't it feel like something from a dream? Yeah, I've never known nothing quite like this. Don't it feel like tonight might never be again? You read the lyrics... And you're going, wait a minute, where, where'd all the meaning go? That he was able to rap these songs in, in musically around incredibly sort of simple lyrics. And it wasn't until he advanced, I think, as a songwriter that he started to tell some amazing stories. Some of his Vegas stories, um, like going down swinging, that's, man, That have you listened to that song? It's about a, a mother and daughter who are on the road and, and they're attacked and they're going to go down swinging. And there's, there's some, of the, some of what he has there. Are pretty phenomenal. But yeah, oh baby, don't it feel like heaven right now? Don't it feel like something from a dream? Yeah, I've never known nothing quite like this. Don't it feel like tonight might never be again? Baby, we know better than to try to pretend. Honey, no one could ever told me about this. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. The waiting is the hardest part. Every day you take one more card. You take it on faith, you take it to the heart. The waiting is the hardest part. I almost guarantee that Tom Petty came up with that hook and then wrote a song around it. And then the other thing Tom Petty did, which is so evident in this song, is he put together the band that made him. Ben Tench, should, I think, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting some of the name of the guys in the band. But They're such superstars. But Mike Campbell, Mike Campbell on guitar, oh my goodness, brought life to these songs. As the Heartbreakers or Tom Petty's band brought life to these songs. And then I remember seeing him on David Letterman and he was a stoner. I I, I tuned in. uh, Tom Petty's going to be on David Letterman. And I tuned in and, hey, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good to be here, man. Oh, look at the crowd. Wow. (laughs) Asked him about songwriting. Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, I have to kind of, you know, force myself to sit down and write songs. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. But when he did sit down to write them, he had a way of wrapping pretty simple mu- music or messages into songs that somehow or another, the, the whole was greater than the parts. I, I watched this song and I, I hope, I hope what Tom Petty was wearing was real to him in this video. It's called Room at the Top. see Simplicity. It doesn't hurt things to have Mike Campbell playing a Gibson SG, the jingle jangle there. Tom Petty was wearing a cross. With his white linen shirts were iconic. He's wearing a cross. I wonder if it was a fashion statement. I hope not. Guy that I consider my godfather so often appears in personal notes. I was talking about making money. We were chopping wood in his backyard and I'd recently learned how much money he made. His son told me. And I asked him about that. Chopping wood in his backyard. He could have hired that done. And he did it on his own. He could have hired it done a hundred different times. And he told me, yeah, you know what? First time you earn a hundred thousand dollars, it's huge. And then 500,000 and a million, it's huge. And then your appetite expands. And you're going to find out that it's never enough. That the money is never enough. Enough. And he told me, Todd, you know, I, I've worked with people who make a million dollars a day. It's never enough. They chase these things. It's never enough. If it all went away, here's what I'd want I'd want my boys. He has three sons. I'd want my boys, I want my wife. If it all went away, I'd still want to be able to wake up, sit on the deck with my wife. And if it wasn't a deck, then a backyard. And if it wasn't a backyard, then the fire pit outside of our trailer with my wife and my boys. I'm a church. And because that's enough. And if you learn, gratitude for that. (laughs) The money's just going to seem like tools. To make sure that the doors stay locked around your family and the roof stays up. That's not something you need to chase. (laughs) Now let's get back to work. Chopping trees in my backyard. I hope Tom Petty really felt and knew the Lord or felt that he did and knew the Lord, truly knew him. I hope it was enough, but something inside me fears that it was not given the way he went out. I hope you'll find enough. I hope I've found enough. I hope I've found enough of myself. Be grateful. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and be right with God.